Good evening and welcome to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Pradi once again and this is the second episode of the new series that we've created and it's called The Dressing Room. Now, we did the first episode a while ago so I don't think I don't I wouldn't blame you if you don't recall that. But basically this particular in this particular series I interview the guests who've been on the podcast for our other series whether it be the main FFS series the it's classified series our watch along so you know we kind of going back all the way to square one and we are spending a little time with our guests a little more time with our guests and getting to know a bit about their life a little bit about themselves you know what their interests are it's basically the series is everything but football so we're not going to be talking about their favorite favorite clubs favorite players we're not going to be talking about anything related to football um but we will be talking to them about their lives about you know their interests their hobbies and it's just going to be a general short chat with our guests uh from the past and in today's episode we've got yeah you could really say a blast from the past it is vijay uh vijay welcome to the podcast um it's been a while really it's been a while and i'm not only saying that i normally say that for any person who comes onto the podcast but tech because it technically has been a while but for you i think it's really been a while and i'm glad we could have you on here uh before we get to just generally chatting about your life why don't you tell us a bit about yourself firstly thanks for having me back that year it has been a very very long time indeed um life's been keeping us busy hasn't it yeah yeah definitely um yeah and so vijay like so to those of you listening to this first of all so the reason i did, did this is so that you to those of you listening to this podcast or watching us on youtube you get to know a little bit more about the guests that we have on here um perhaps you have more in common with some of them than you think so it's just not you know bound down to the the football club that you both like or you know the players that you root for or you stand as we nowadays say that uh so it could go way beyond that it could be in the you could be living in the same cities you could probably be you know it's a small world you never know where the connections all lie so that was the intention of this particular series and yeah we've got a total of 10 guests lined up for season 1 of the series and yeah i'm glad vijay uh, is quite early on because vijay i i don't know about you but for me i think you were probably the most vital part of this podcast uh, or the sort of the turning point for this podcast because before you and you are you were probably my first guest where i didn't know who you were beforehand so so everyone who i had before you were either people from my schooling uh, schooling days so people who were you know uh, my juniors or my around the same batch as i was um, and so you were the first person on here that you know i had who i had no connection with or i had no clue who you were and yeah so that's so that's basically how this and it it sort of became a turning point because i you like you said uh, you suggested join twitter and you know since then the podcast has become what it is but that's how i know you so i just wanted to get to know was that the first time we probably met i'm pretty sure it is i don't think we've met before that or um no we've not met in person in fact you know the only time we've seen each other probably is 
through pictures through you know any other uh, videos or some other features that they come out there yeah. uh, even you know through your podcast itself so we've never met in person so for whoever is you know thinking that this is scripted definitely not <laughs> no definitely not uh, yeah i i think that was because now correct me if i'm wrong but the person who introduced me to you was junaid now i don't know if you know junaid from dubai and i want to know junaid, how how yeah so junaid is a close friend he's he's one he's one of those you know one of those guys who i call a top guy because i've known him for i've not i've known him for quite a while uh, he was based out of bangalore for a couple of years and that's how you know i met him through a mutual friend and then from there we just started hanging out sitting together and then we realized you know what we like we we had this sim, we had this similar similar thought about each other that you know this guy is pretty cool we can always chill we can hang out uh so that's how that's how it came to you know blossom and i remember this one time when i decided i i mean i was back from delhi from a work trip and junaid was one of the few people who knew about it. like obviously my brother knew because someone at home needs to know about it and it was a very very long work trip like 7 months if i'm not mistaken and junaid was just like you know what i'm picking you up we'll go grab dinner and then you can go and surprise your parents mm. that's like that's the type of bond we have like even when i visited dubai he was he was kind and you know kind enough to show me around take me around to some cool sharma spots and uh, for context here i'm a, i'm someone who's lived in the gulf myself so okay. for me you know coming back after all those years and having like you know those typical gulf sharmas <laughs> you can imagine what sort of emotional satisfaction that would have given so were you stay did you stay in uae as well or were you where did no, you stay no i i was in saudi arabia and bahrain uh, collectively from 94 which was when i was less than a year old till you know till when i just started my 7th grade then dad okay. uh, dad uh, finally you know called it a day and decided to move back to india and i've been in bangalore since then where where I mean, in, i worked with south side of bangalore where in saudi were you damam i was based out of damam okay okay because i was in saudi for i think uh, i mean we would have interlap there but i was in riyadh so don't think we would have interlap right. anyway yeah so that was right. i was there from 94 as well i think to ni- no sorry 96 to 98 uh so 90 uh, 96 to 99 ish so yeah around 98 99 so i was there for those two years so I was, i was i was wondering like did we somehow have another thread but you know that that's what i was talking about this you know these connections come out of nowhere such a small world that you know junaid and then like you used to you know be a junior in my my school so um yeah it was it's just like it was just happenstance and like i said it was it was crazy meeting you and i think uh yeah it was it was such a turning point for the podcast as one for me as well to grow up and you know interact i think you like i said you were my first non known unknown person who i had on the podcast and i'm not the kind of person who does a lot of small talk or interactions with people i don't know and so like with you i got a little more comfortable like okay and then you suggested you know things that i need to do in order to grow my network and yeah i mean it's all thanks i mean it's funny but after so many years but it's all thanks down to you know that little bit of advice that you'd given me early on that you know get on to twitter i know a part of me hates you for that because twitter is <laughs> such it's toxic it is toxic it is, i can never so never deny that yeah uh, <laughs> but like i said the podcast wouldn't be what it is and yeah so let's let's talk about what you do so you're obviously now in bangalore 
right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So how's so where do you stay in Bangalore? Because I'm also from Bangalore, so I want to know where exactly. I'm put up in North Bangalore, basically in this area called RMB Second Stage, which is near Ramaya Hospital. Okay. So probably right. the easiest landmark for anyone who's you know who knows the bits of uh, the bits and basics of Bangalore to figure out you know that's where I'm based out of. So um, it's not I mean it's it's a pretty cool place. Uh, you got you got a lot of nice restaurants, nice cafes, pubs to go chill out at. But the only thing it's missing probably is just a pub where events and stuff happen like karaoke nights, dance nights, and the like. Yeah. Because because otherwise this otherwise this whole place is complete. You don't really need. To go, I mean, you wouldn't need to go to you know uh, the CBD area or Indranagar or Karamangla to party if there was something of that sort over here. Right. But then again, I'm not much of a party person. Probably once in a while, yeah. I just feel like you know it's be- it's best to just have as many options as you can. That's true. I, and also, of course, you need to mention about the Bangalore traffic, or you don't want to mention about the Bangalore traffic because you don't want to really go out anywhere apart from your own locality. And if that's got everything, then that's just the dream. Not really. I mean, I'm I'm used to it by now. I mean, it's yeah. always going to be irritating. It's it's just one of those things you know you just put up with and just get along with what I mean, however it may be. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the traffic is like the traffic is probably the biggest thorn in the side for anyone, uh, apart from you know bad roads as well. But then let's look at it this way: Bangalore's traffic is notorious just because it's people who have come from other places and you know complaining about Bangalore traffic. It happens everywhere, every big city. I'm pretty sure you know Sheikh Zayed Highway is also pretty messed up during peak hours. During peak hours, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I suppose the bad roads does compound that pain of being there. Absolutely. But, okay, we are not here to talk about Bangalore traffic. So what? So were you born and brought up in Bangalore, or like born in Bangalore, or what's what's the, like what's yes. the connection to being back in Bangalore? Yes. Born in Bangalore, um, uh, most of some a bunch of my relatives, mostly from my mom's side and a couple from my dad's side, are based out of Bangalore as well. So dad got a job in '94, and then we moved to the Gulf. We were there till 2005, and from 2005 onwards, we've been back in Bangalore itself. And um, I mean, as much as I want to go abroad again, I just feel I mean, I've over the years I've just learned that you know it's not as Hunky dory as you think, you really need to plan well in advance. You need to find the right opportunity. You and you need to be mentally ready also because it's just like you know, unless you're going for a master's degree where you know you're going to have friend circles and other activities to be part of, you're basically starting from scratch. And there's nothing there's nothing more scary than letting go of that um, safety net. I like to call it a safety net, True. where you know you've got your set of friends, your all your you know a stable life happening, and then you're just or no, it's just changing it. Or no, we're saying no. I'm going to try something new. It's not at all easy, and I mean, I'm open to it. But the opportunity and the setting and the timing also needs to be right. Because um, so, funnily, what happened was in 2019, uh, 2018, actually, my dad passed away, and I had I cleared my CA in 2019. Um, oh, by the way, please, guys, whoever's listening, don't think I'm a nerd. I'm much more than that. Just because just because I'm a chartered accountant doesn't you know classify me as a nerd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, coming back to the point, uh, I did have a couple of chances to move to Dubai pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. I could, I didn't, I consciously didn't just because I didn't feel like it was the right time since it was just a little less than a year since dad had passed. I don't regret the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that there's obviously going to be a question of what if, but in this case, that what if doesn't hurt as much because I just felt like 
not the right time right now. Probably if it was a year or two down the line, maybe. Yeah. And right now, I'm pretty sure the market is slowly picking up. So, still enough time for me to weigh my options in case something really good does pop up. At the moment, I'm comfortable to where I am. Yeah. Of course, there is that, you know, it's resistance to change, I suppose. Uh, you know, moving somewhere where you're not sure, you know, how the lifestyle is going to be like, you know, for me, moving, I spent my entire childhood in in UAE, in Dubai, especially, right? Or in the Gulf. So let's say Saudi and Dubai. Uh, Moving to India for my undergrad was such a shock in terms of the culture. Like, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The first month or so, I was so homesick. like it was, it was not. I was. I thought of like you know, packing everything and going back, but it like the first month, you kind of. I had to weather it out in a bit. Uh, it did help that I was staying with my aunt and uncle, and my cousin also was there, so it kind of did help that I had familiar uh, surroundings. But it still didn't take away from that culture shock, and it's just, it's probably going to be the same thing whether you go to come to the Dubai. Probably, I would say you wouldn't feel that much of a given that you've also stayed in the Gulf, but. That UAE or the Gulf sort of has this unique characteristic of having the best of both worlds of sorts, Absolutely. provided provided you earn well, right? If you that's that's the whole point. Definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. So you, in because, any yeah. Go yeah, on. because what I was trying to say was like I have a, I have a couple of friends over there, and they say it's very difficult to save money. And my first thought is, you know, when I if I have to move. I need something that's not only going to pay me well, but I need to be able to save something considering yeah. my lifestyle. Of course. Yeah. And so far, there is no such opportunity that I've found, which has come up. And like you, like just touching upon what you said about, you know, the best of both, both worlds. Bit. Most people want the best of both worlds, which is why compared to, you know, Europe or I wouldn't say, I wouldn't take US because US it's mostly people who are in the US that get job opportunities. But let's say Europe or even Australia for that matter. Competition is far more cutthroat because of the ease of accessibility to come back to India for any Indian as such. And the best of both worlds, but you get the whole Indian feel. At the same time, you know, it's not India. It's yeah. it's a different world altogether. Yeah. And I suppose also from like a travel perspective, you don't think it's too far. You know, people have this perception. Oh, it's like America's way too far. You just, UAE is like your sort of second uh, second door down from home or sorts. Um, but True. yeah. So let's talk about Vijay apart from being the Bayern fan and the Bengaluru FC fan. What are your other interests? Like what does Vijay or what do you do? I was going to, I was thinking I'll continue in the third person. Let's not do that. So what do you do though on a normal weekdays once you're off work? Like what, what is your, you know, uh, your, your life, your social life, like outside of the four walls of the office? Um, well, on weekdays, absolutely no social life because everyone, at least if you're in India, you know yeah. how crazy work life is. I do know. Most people don't even get time and they, they by the time they're away free also, they just want to go home and crash. It's very, very rare that you, you know, find something happening midweek. Um, and location also matters because everyone's in different parts of the city and it doesn't exactly become easy if there's nothing which is too, which is, uh, which is too far away as such. But what I tend to do is um, not necessarily after work, like work-wise, it's a little flexible for me, which I'm very, very, you know, lucky and I'm grateful for that 
sometimes even between work because i have my my work hours are not exactly fixed because i work with you know us offices and us clientele okay um i have to be available for certain calls which you know can go after 8 pm as well even though i started like 9 9:30 in the morning so in between i take i go out for a walk i you know probably the, hit the i get a workout or two if i can and yeah workouts has been one thing i've been trying off late just to you know get a little more fit um i've had a bit of a snag off late because of uh, because of a bit of health issues nothing too serious but it kept me out let's just say it kept me out of commission for a while so just slowly getting back into that as well and apart from that what vijay does what i do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what i, I do it's it's very very catchy by by calling yourself in the third person very very catchy <laughs> true 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 yeah. so what i tend to usually do is i tend to you know discover a lot of new music i am a big time uh, music buff okay. um i grew up a metalhead um nice. because my brother used to listen to a lot of rock and metal as a kid and i got exposed to that very thankful for that as well but over time you know i had these weird phases where one point i i was into you know a lot of mainstream bollywood music because i had a phase where i was where i went to you know dancing as well and from there it, okay. from freestyle and bollywood dancing it went to hip hop so hip hop and gangster rap also had a phase and then once my ca once i started pursuing my ca i you know got into lounge and world music which is a whole different world altogether yeah. <laughs> and one point and one point you won't believe this i used to like check out consciously works by mozart shakovsky chopin there was a weird phase <laughs> I mean weird in the sense like you yeah. wouldn't think people most people would even check out uh, classical orchestral music like that. No I I But, knew I knew someone who in my masters when he used to study he used to have rain noises <laughs> and thunder noises playing on Spotify right like you have like 24 hours of rain and thunder so they keep I don't know if it's because it's like a calming noise or something like that Uh, but this was in the uk so you didn't even need to have a, a earphone for rain and thunder just open the window you probably had that 24/7 but true yeah. true but yeah apart from that you know just i uh, currently i'm into a lot of deep house and ambient music but okay as such if i have to give my if i have to explain my musical taste i'd probably say i'm a connoisseur who will listen to anything as long as it's ear tolerant fair enough because okay because certain There's certain subgenres, like let's say, for example, there's a genre called grindcore and metal, which yeah, it's an ear bleed. Some people like it; it's not my cup of tea. But at the same time, you know, let me put it this way: I can listen to any mainstream song. Like I'll group to Dua Lipa also; she's got a great voice and she makes some good music. If my ear tolerates it, if I don't like the song, I don't like the song. Fair so, enough. Genre, for the most part, irrespective, as long as my ear likes it. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm similar to you in that sense. Like I don't have one particular genre that I'm you know like stuck on to that i won't listen to anything else uh but for me i suppose it's something that i can sing to or have on like on like a karaoke sort of playlist so like any song whether it be metal anything where if i'm driving anywhere i will put that on spotify on my radio and i will sing to it so that has to probably be something that yeah yeah that that's yeah, probably I... one of my criteria so that right right so since you since you brought up the whole music a bit My office is like 25 kilometers away, and imagine that in Bangalore traffic. So if I'm <laughs> when the weather's pretty bad, I do take the car out. And if not for my music, I'd probably curse every freaking person in traffic and go full on road rage mode. The music keeps me sane. The music keeps me calm. It distracts me in a good way. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, I don't get into accidents and shit. But it's like a, it's like a calming thing. And uh, 
like I I don't think I've ever done carpool karaoke, but oh. uh, since you since you mentioned karaoke as such, I definitely love karaoke nights. Nice. So it's a whole different vibe altogether. Yeah. It's yeah, unfortunately, the they don't have. Union. They unfortunately they don't have many here, like bars and the bars that do have a little like on the more expensive side. But um, like we used to have in UK uh, in school in college, we used to have a couple of every Wednesday or something. We used to carry to someone. We used to go there. Never, I never used to get onto the say, uh, onto the mic, but you sit down there whenever they're singing, you sing along, and the whole bar is anyway doing that. So it used to be crazy fun. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it's. So okay, so top five bands of all time, yours, <laughs> obviously right now. Ooh, that's putting me on the spot. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Deftones, and this is in no particular okay. order, by the way. Okay. Deftones, because I'm immensely in love with that band. They're one of the most, uh, they're one of the most unique sounding bands ever. So okay. Deftones is definitely going to be one of them. Uh, two, I would say Slipknot. Okay. Because I grew up listening to, yeah. you know, the Slipknot of Iowa, and that was something else. Uh, which other? I would have said Limbiskit, but then they've fallen off the trajectory so badly. Corn, yeah. Corn is definitely Corn okay. is definitely one of them. So that makes me. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. Um, Alter Bridge. Oh one yeah. One of the most one of the most underrated oh, bands. Insane. Alter Bridge. Yeah. Love them. Love yep. them. Definitely. And they and they do not get enough mainstream attention in the US, which is ironic. Like yeah. they're well known and they're well known, well received in the Europe, yeah. uh, in European countries primarily, but they deserve a lot more recognition in their oh. own home country. But I feel yeah. Um, so that's four. Fifth one is a bit of a doozy. So I think which band could I even think of? Okay, I wouldn't. I would say they are one of my all-time faves, simply because I. Always found them extremely unique in their sound. Like, where, where, have you seen, uh, like this is a band which has a f- two lead vocalists where one's a male and one's a female. It's Lacuna Coil. Love okay. them. Like, love their sound, love their style. And even though they, you know, they have changed their sound over a while, there is a signature feel that you know this is Lacuna Coil that's playing. They're basically and for people who don't know, Lacuna Coil is an Italian goth band. They've been around wow. since the early 2000s, and okay. they make some stellar music. Interesting. All right. Great. Okay. Another music question. Um, staying on the music theme. Concerts, yay or nay? I can't comment on this because I've never really. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's I right. can't comment on this because I've never really been to a concert ever. Really? Yeah. I mean, let me put it this way. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you why. Yeah. I've. I put like when I met Junaid last. I met him in 2019, just before I started my job, mm-hmm. and it was a solo trip. Like the solo trip, everything was great. Like I went for a, the uh, apparently what was called a loaded tour package, which was you know great value for money. Did all sorts of fun activities and everything was great. But the only problem was for me, it just felt like uh, there should have been someone there, you know. And by yeah. someone, I don't necessarily mean like you know a girlfriend or something. Could have been a friend, could have been family, someone. Yeah. It just felt like it felt incomplete. So similarly, when it comes to you know stuff like parties, when it comes to gigs, all these things, unless I have company, I don't really feel like it because it's just like, yeah, it just feels like yeah, it was good but not complete. Exactly. Okay, I get that. Uh, yeah, I've missed I've missed Metallica because uh, I couldn't I I missed out on getting tickets. 
Yeah. Uh, I missed out on Lacuna Coil because I did not even know they were coming to Bangalore at the time. And I was just uh, like, damn. dude, what the hell? <laughs> um, yeah, Metallica, a long time ago, I remember uh, my cousin had gone tickets in Delhi. Uh, so at that point, I, I told him I wasn't coming. And it turns out that they went to the arena and then Metallica basically cancelled it last minute because they weren't happy with the sound and everything. And um, the whole place got vandalized. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, thank God I didn't miss that because I feel like now if I realized that I missed out on Metallica, I would have been so irritated by it. But yeah, and that's also because they don't come this side that office. Either Europe, America, uh, the Americas, Australia probably. But yes. Need to come this side of town. Yeah. Oh, uh, they probably okay, did. Was, actually, they did actually in Abu Dhabi, but I don't think I was in town. But yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, I forgot to mention one more band. Honorable mention, uh, just because you know I started listening to them probably very late, and I listened to them. Mo- I got to know them more from their modern music rather than their original music. Alice in Chains. Oh, love, love, love okay. Alice. Interesting. There's, okay. They have one band, yeah. you know, who lost their big, who lost their voice. Yeah. got a different voice and still are killing it even now so you know mad respect for for a band like that fair enough yeah all right yeah that's that's quite a varied list of bands over there probably go check out the italian goth one because i don't have never heard of the guest the, the others i've heard of in some capacity but yeah probably going to get check that out all right so we know music is definitely on the table for you what it, what else what's your what are your other interests whether uh, whether it be sports i know you're a huge wrestling fan, uh, wwe fan because my you know my I'm a, twitter I'm a pro wrestling fan yeah i'm a i'm a big pro wrestling fan hmm. i'm just not one of those tribal uh, tribal fans who you know are like yeah, wwe sucks aew is better or oh. aew sucks i thought you meant like a, like a roman reigns stan or something when he said tribal i was like oh <laughs> okay fine that uh, it's, it's it's basic tribalism like you've seen this yeah. like, you know You've seen this with with for everyone who's listening. The easiest way to feel, uh, relate to it: Ronaldo fans and Messi fans. They don't even look at football clubs. Just look at yeah. those two sets of fans. Probably yeah. the most tribal bunch out there. After you know all the political fanatics. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not one of those guys. I like enjoying good pro wrestling. I um I I know people will say it's fake. Um, I like to call it athletic circus because the injuries are real. It's just that it's scripted. Yeah. And one thing, one thing is UFC athletes who compete in legitimate fighting, they have a fandom for WWE yeah. and pro wrest, the art of pro wrestling. Yeah. So, I mean, if people cannot acknowledge that, then there is something really wrong with it. How, with how they're perceiving it is what I feel. But yeah, coming back to the point, yes, huge, huge WWE fan. Uh, been watching WWE since I was 97. I mean, sorry, since 97, since I was yeah. what, a little over four <laughs> uh, years old. I mean, this became uh, a Benjamin Button story there, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> since yeah, I meant to say like since 97. So yeah, it's been it's been a very long time. I've seen you know when yeah. when it was drab, seen the comeback, and honestly, right now there's a lot of good storylines and stuff happening. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, I'm gonna be blunt here, and this is a term which I've used for a lot of other things as well. People cannot get over nostalgia wanking. They all want only The Rock and the Austins, the Triple H's, the old Undertaker. I think we, we're in that era as well. I think everything nowadays that you see has to have some nostalgic event uh, or some nostalgic link. Even when it comes to movies and TV shows and all of that stuff. 
there's a lot of nostalgia that people are now playing on uh, you know people like disney's making all these remakes of the old cartoon movies uh, you see a lot of these things that are rebooting or remaking because everything is playing on nostalgia and i don't know why because in the past 5 years i feel like everybody is like oh let's go on this nostalgia trip of how the 90s and the 2000s were great i was like yeah that's that's great it is but like uh, let's not it's let's gray area it's yeah. a gray area because i'll i'll tell you why i've been always a proponent that give current content a chance i've always been a proponent of that especially yeah. because of wwe yeah. uh but at the same time let me put it this way we grew uh, we grew up lucky because especially because we were in the cult yeah. we grew up lucky with better cartoons than most people did and when you see the new quality of cartoons you just yeah. like okay i need my nostalgia back so it's a Fair very enough. gray area it's very case to case basis um but yeah in general i would always say you know just give current content a chance don't no don't shit on it without seeing the product give it a real chance and for those of you who you know who wonder how big of a wwe fan i am Uh, let me just say that I prob I bought a uh, WWE Championship replica adult belt. Yeah. It's somewhere uh, somewhere buried in one of my wardrobes. Yeah, yeah. And I and it costed a bomb. Like I, I you remember you debating idea, whether to buy it or not on it, social media. Yeah. Oh, should I? Should I not? And I was like, oh, what's he buying now? And then it just <laughs> came up. I was like, whoa. All right. Funny story on that. When I got it, it was the, like the third last piece available, and then there's been no stock since. Yeah, you're lucky there. very very lucky it has zero uses but it just it gives that oh yeah it gives course. that whole satisfaction you know a collector's item you know what i bought this with my whole own hard earned money i could feel happy about like you know buying something i really wanted to buy stuff like that yeah um, and it's a, it's a it's a collector's item just to keep and for you know to know that you you've cherished something you might as well like i've got a couple of uh, lightsabers in my cupboard right now they don't have anything except for the fact that we're going to be if my friend and I want to fight around with it we just do that but it's not got any like sort of other value for except for being sentimental and the fact that yeah i got it for my 21st birthday was, i love star wars all of that stuff so yeah i mean those kind of things are the best though uh like if Absolutely. i i don't know if i can turn my camera because i feel like my setup would go off but i've got like an entire collection of like uh tintin figurines ah nice yeah nice. and uh I think half of them are all from the entertainment store in Bangalore. Okay, I was like I raided that place. I think every every time I go, like yeah, let's go Church Street, Bangalore. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so yeah, I think most of them was uh, were from there. And then yeah, I got like a Batman section. I've got like a Funko Pop, Harry Potter thing, and just got tons of them. So they don't. At the end of the day, I I can't do anything but but keep them or I, I'm not even going to sell them. It's just for me because I love to. Same, same. Yep. It's just one of those things, you know. Like it, it, it has that, it has that emotional connection with you and you alone, which not everyone would understand. And you know, yeah, it doesn't matter. To, it doesn't matter if they do or not, because you know, it's how special it is to you alone. Exactly. Yeah. People be like, "What is this nonsense? Why have you spent or uh, wasted your money on this?" But I mean, for <laughs> us, it is. I wouldn't. Exactly. That wasn't your mark for anything else but this. <laughs> like I don't. It's not like I had. anything else that i was going to i wasn't going to go and party and buy tons of stuff i just wanted this because i could i knew i could get this and still you know stay alive yeah. um yeah uh, all yeah, right so, so let's uh, moving on to this last sort of uh, question that i have for you or this topic that we're going to be discussing is 
you are a huge proponent or you know a huge mental health activist uh, on twitter right so mondays are your days basically um and it's great i mean i love seeing that i just going to you know like what does it mean to you mental health you know and what is what is your i wouldn't say see i mean it's not like your it's not like you've started an organization but what is your goal what is your sort of aim i suppose as a layman as someone who's just trying to get the word out there for people who are probably suffering from mental illness what's your what is the goal or what is the aim of putting out putting up these tweets or talking about mental health for you okay um so full disclaimer like off late it's not been as good as i probably should do a lot more uh but just you know it's like how you like doing how, anything you know, <laughs> yeah i mean i i do i'm a i'm a joint i jointly run a, a mental health subpage but there's not been much going out there because of late we just trying to figure out what to put out which you know can make sense and the thing is both me and my fellow admin neither of us are creative guys so even though if we have the have the content putting it out in a way that it looks presentable also is not all that easy um but we are we genuinely we genuinely do care about the cause and my 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 friend his name is chandan he is a solid so he's a solid strong trooper like he is he's probably managed that page better than i ever could and you know forever grateful for all the help he's been giving and you know just keeping the keeping that page afloat now coming to the main topic of mental health um it started with a bit of a sob story actually because basically um as a teenager i battled clinical depression and i did not even realize that i had clinical depression until after i recovered because look this was at a time where you know <laughs> you you tell someone like if this is this is probably a bangalore based joke like for people who won't understand if you tell someone hey this guy is you should uh, admit him an imams because he's is crazy yeah. he's retarded yeah now when i hear that it i don't get angry i just yeah. cringe at it because now i'm more aware of it um so uh what is called it's just because of that you know because of the fact that you know i've battle depression i've you know even battled suicidal thoughts and suicidal tendencies in the past as well um you know i've recovered from it but on some level you know no matter how much of a, how much you recover there's always going to be that little bit that happens i've had a couple of episodes very infrequent thankfully and uh full disclosure for anyone who's listening i suffer from anxiety as well and i'm not looking for any sympathy here the only reason i'm telling this is because it's very very normal yeah i don't i don't have the stats readily available with me but uh anyone who anyone suffers every person suffers from some form of mental illness on varying degrees like your anxiety levels could be so low that it could be you know you do you would just get your normal you just feel anxious but the, once it gets heightened once it gets deepened and the says the symptoms start developing further and that's when you realize you are suffering from uh, some form of anxiety or the other and similar with depression like when you there's this, there's so many there's so many symptoms which you know are characteristic of it like irritability loss of interest of doing anything loss of appetite uh general lack of disinterest in get, you know in anything it could even be just getting out of bed i'm i'm sorry if i'm digressing but no 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 this is what this like. is definitely yeah uh yeah needed i think yeah the reason i i didn't want to you know egg you on into talking about you know your specific i but just been a keen follower of what you've been doing on twitter since i've known you or whatever so i just want to get your thoughts and for those of you listening as well you know um, it's it's very important for you to to know this uh, for you to hear this 
and yeah it's it's basically for people who are also uh listening to this so yeah yeah so the whole thing started when you know i just heard about this concept called mental health when uh i think this was in 2016 or 17 somewhere around that time like basically when uh, when i was following to this uh, one combat sports commentator named moro ronaldo he's a famous uh famous sports commentator who's commentated for stuff like bellator showtime boxing was associated with wwe as well for a few years and um he had put this thing out called you know keep up the good fight you will win it hashtag mental health monday and that's how it started for me because yeah. i felt like you know what this is a nice message this is a nice message and when i started reading up on mental health i realized you know it's normal it's actually very normal and it's just that we don't treat it normally and we tend to disregard it as a problem it's not a problem it's it is an illness now just because of that uh there's a lot of people who are suffering in silence uh you know full 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 you know respect to them for battling their demons it's not all easy uh and to you know to overcome it itself is probably the most herculean task out there or at least amongst the most herculean tasks out there now what what happened was when i started venturing into the concept of mental health it it when it gave me the realization that you know what I suffer from depression and I didn't even know this. Now how so how how are people supposed to you know tackle things? Like it I, I in this case I'm going to equate it to a problem because that's the easy way to put it. How do you uh, tackle a problem without even knowing what the problem is? Yeah. You get to know that only if there's some level of awareness involved. And that's when I started educating myself on I am not an expert on all topics mental health. I'm more I have a better understanding when it comes to depression, suicidal tendencies, suicidal thoughts. um and anxiety because i'm because currently i'm battling anxiety as well but what happened and how my whole journey towards being very very proactive on that front is i lost a friend in january 2018 to suicide and i lost someone who i liked at the time as well a few months later to suicide as well neither of whom you know i could make out what was going wrong because the friend i mean i lost touch with that friend a few a few years prior but in that friend circle no one ever thought he would be one to take his life because he was always he was the most positive guy out there he was the one you know everyone thought he would make it in whatever he wants and he didn't he prematurely ended things and it shocked all of us it shocked all of us because the guy had the guy was a beaming aura of positivity and you know just all good vibes all around and that's that's one of the things right like let's take robin williams Robin Williams is one of yeah. the most famed actors out there putting smile on God knows how many people's faces and he also tragically yeah. took his life at 2014 uh similar like even with this other even with this other person the this crush of mine we were talking on a daily basis and one time i had to go away because i had to prepare for my ca exams i and you know i thought she was just disinterested when i when i came back fast forward a month later i get to know from a mutual friend she took her life and i was just like this is not this cannot be happening two people in the span of a few months in in, in my own circle this is this cannot be happening and since then you know as difficult as as, as it was initially i started talking a lot more openly about my depression days how difficult it was what were the symptoms like what were the signs like how, how difficult it was to live life how you know so many times i just wanted to end everything eventually it became easier like i know it makes people uncomfortable because it's not easy to 
it's not easy to listen to just as much yeah. as it's not easy to talk about it but on some level you know what my takeaway is if one person knows something that could you know help them help them or help someone they know potentially then that's worth fighting for yeah. like i can tell you this one random incident that happened that uh a few months after this i got to know about my fun, former crushes uh, tragic tragedy um i got a message from a random number saying they they, they knew they got to know they got to know about me and what i uh, you know my mental health advocacy from a mutual friend and they were asking for help now i was in a pickle because i don't like i i not like any unknown numbers coming my way i get super paranoid because i've been a victim of bad prank calls and trust me folks you get a prank call at 3 o'clock in the morning you will feel like going and punching someone in the face yeah yeah no def- definitely yeah uh 3 o'clock calls are are emergencies or you know need the next person needs to be or the person calling really needs a good rollicking but yeah exactly fair enough so i was i was very apprehensive but then i our message the mutual friend asked like did you really give my number to this guy and he's like yeah he said he needed some help i'm like okay then i told this guy i told this guy listen what's happening what's let's talk and turns out the guy was dealing with a a, a bout of low the anxiety loneliness induced anxiety because he was he moved to bangalore he was all alone had no one over here and it was getting difficult for him i think it was just you know those the home, i it's probably the homesickness but can't really comment yeah and yeah. he was like i really need some help i told listen dude i cannot help you on a professional sense what i can do is mm-hmm. i can reach out and ask a couple of people get some leads which you can you know use based on your budget based on which area you're looking for and stuff like that so two to three i asked a couple of people i put messages on social media asking for leads and stuff and you know social media as much of a bane as it is it can it's be great for this it is well. it is such a great help for for certain things yeah exactly so so i was you know very thankful for whoever gave me some leads and in fact i had unknown people message me in my dms also like hey listen we saw your post or what what is it that you need help with so i i reached out and told like i'll get that again um gave a couple of leads to this guy and few months later i met him at kantirwad uh, before one of the matches yeah. and the guy just gave me a hug telling dude if you did not help me i might not even be alive today now i'm at least able to live my life normally i'm able to smile normally not 100% but therapy is going really well and, and it's just because of that small help you did and i'm not trying to brag here by any means please don't take no, me um it's just that because of that incident i realized that i can't save the world but probably yeah. i can save one person's world and probably one person at a time and if that if that cascading effect works so that this guy goes and helps someone else or there someone becomes inspired because of such incident and goes and helps someone else then that's the cause worth worth fighting for small victories uh this is this is this incident also taught me you know sometimes small victories in life really really count and yeah. i think you know what i will always tell this is a this is a, you know this is a big um, um i'm not getting the right word for it probably a big shout i'd like to give just talk anytime you feel you know anytime you feel like there's something you're going through struggling with talk to someone you trust it could be a friend it could be a colleague it could be a boyfriend your girlfriend your husband wife kid parents colleague teacher mentor whomever it may be half your battle is fought when you start talking because you might not 
you might not solve everything but you tend to feel a lot lighter and that helps kick start the recovery process from whatever you're back and this is something i tell everyone like just talk it's not easy it is definitely not easy to open up i'm yeah. i'm speaking from experience it's definitely not easy yeah, to yeah. Open up, but the first step is always the hardest right yep so yeah, whoever's to whoever's battling you know your own demon please 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 talk to someone and if need be if absolutely required please get professional help there's always someone out there and especially now thanks to covid a lot of remote options are available yeah. as well for people who need affordable and remote options and it's becoming so even please. more pertinent nowadays with covid with the whole quarantining and the self isolation just the isolation in general it's just become so pertinent now so there's even more options now than there has been uh, you know for the past 5 10 years so absolutely absolutely yeah. and you know if if in any way like it could just be something as small as just getting a ref- some uh, some professional's number to some random person but it say it could help them you know much more than you could even imagine yeah leverage little bit counts even and for those who you know wonder how uh, how you know how you're supposed to tackle it if someone comes venting to you listen to them do not ask them do not give them unsolicited advice because yeah. half the more than half the time people do not want someone to advise them they want someone to just hear them out someone just to vent rant cuss uh you know pour pour everything out there just to feel a little lighter sure eventually they may want some advice but yeah. be very very clear on that as well like listen do you want me to listen to you or do you want some advice because i can do both and i've just not become speaking from experience i've given advice where people didn't want it and i've just listened to people listen to people when they really wanted it and just that little bit goes a long way it's not it's not rocket science it's not a whole psychology course you need to take up just that you know it may get a bit uncomfortable when sometimes your friends might break down yeah but at the end of the day that's helping them that's helping them much more than you know you can imagine and i wouldn't say you know use words of affirmation all the time sometimes yes just be there for them just be there just listen to people and you never know you could probably be the saving grace that they really needed at, at some point of time or the other i uh, definitely uh yeah uh yeah definitely i, I think this went a bit heavy it went heavy no but uh, but it was required i knew what i was getting to getting into when i wanted you to talk about it because it is but i don't think there are many like you who have yes unfortunately faced you know issue uh, a mental illness in the past but have have nice have done well or you know have found ways of i wouldn't say yeah tackling or finding solutions to uh like or to the illnesses or finding a way to live life to its fullest despite the illnesses and uh and you are probably one of the best people to talk about this with because you've also the you know the activism stuff and you know you've been quite outspoken about all of this in the past so um and in, in current in the present as well so yeah uh no this this is definitely required so let's probably end this a little, little bit on a happier note so we've gone the full journey and we'll probably come back to talking about uh now i don't know whether i want to bring this up so okay so we spoke about we said we don't do football but this is sort of related to it because 
West Block Blues, right? I want to talk about their, uh, you know, part or their role in your life. Uh, and it's not got to do with football, football in general, but it's but about this group of people who support Bangalore FC. I want to just talk I, quickly I, about that. Where do I even start, dude? I've got so many stories I can tell about, you know, the West Block Blues. Where do I even start about West Block Blues, dude? Like, I can have so many stories from a non-footballing perspective itself. Um, but if I have to summarize it in one simple sentence, they are my non-blood family away from home. They really are. I mean, I have found people, you know, who gen- it's like who made me feel welcome because I've had a tough time fitting in in the past because I was always a quirky guy, uh, a bit outspoken, and uh, at the same time, I used to react pretty badly when people used to pull my leg. So for all the people who wanted to bully me. It was an easy way to get a reaction out of me, and I never, I never fit in as a result anywhere. Here, the first time, you know, when I went for a BFC match, um, not my first match, I'd say my second match, I started chanting and I felt like a fish out of water. But they joined and they, you know, followed on. They encouraged me to be part of all chanting, all the noise, and I just felt welcome. And trust me, I've got, I've got people who feel like family now. And the reason I say that is because they genuinely have been there for me, you know, when things were pretty bad with my dad's uh, ill health at the time and eventual demise as well. Like, I can tell you this, I I got, uh, I had gotten not only messages from, you know, not only messages from fellow fans, uh, I got messages from the club staff itself, you know, offering condolences, telling, listen, if you need anything, we're here and stuff like that. At the same time, uh, I had 15 or 16 people show up at my doorstep. People who I was not close with at the time. Wow. People who I did not expect to turn up as well. To, to, you know, show solidarity and, you know, just be there for me on what was probably the worst day of my life. So that's just one of the, you know, that's just one of the feel-good stories because on the day I should have been crying a lot more. But for someone who, you know, you struggled to fit in, didn't really have people or didn't feel valued or just felt like people didn't want me around. To show that sort of solidarity, you know, it's, it was, it was, um, I wouldn't call, I don't know what's the right adjective to use in this case, to be honest. Because, like I said, I should have been crying a lot more, but I just couldn't stop smiling because I felt like, fine, it's like, it's like, it's like a feeling of reaching the zenith. But yeah. if that kind of makes sense, you've reached something, you've, got something so unattainable that you cannot stop smiling at that at that uh, uh, achievement or accomplishment even though those are probably not the right words to use in this uh, in this particular situation but yeah i mean i've seen people you know i've seen people help each other in terms of you know getting uh, helping out in terms in terms of finances i've seen people helping each other out through you know through bad breakups i've seen people become as tight knit as family like as as tight-knit family as in they trust their family members with with these fellow fans as well. There is so much of a bond that has come about that it's it's not even funny how you know how lucky how privileged I am that I'm associated with a bunch like this. We are not the biggest in number, but what we have is something so pure, so unique, and it's organic. It's organic. It was built straight from the community. And I don't think I'd trade this for anything in the world. Like, as much as I'd love to be part of the Bayern fan base, 
someday like in the stands i mean west block a and the west block blues west block a is the name of the stand for people who don't know okay but yeah west block blues is the family uh i wouldn't trade this for anything in the world i know i mean i know i've got my responsibilities as the guy who leads all the noise and everything but there's so much more that happens so much more and at the end of the day everyone just has a good everyone wants to have a good time and you know have that feeling of family vibes like i can give one excerpt from you know the open training session that happened recently so the first thing what we did, what i did was like i kept my, i just got you know my uh, microphone set up and i had i think before i could even start you know screaming on the megaphone i had hugged at least 15 different people in a span of 5 minutes like and these are not small hugs these are like proper bear hugs <laughs> like seeing you after forever types yeah and it felt so nice it felt so nice it felt like a it felt like you know it felt like the typical fam jam type of session yeah like, everyone uniting after so yeah and, exactly because you need a song so it was just so pure so nice to see and you know on some level i think even the players who were there on the day saw that and it was just, it was just it was it's just so much good vibe like yeah. you don't i mean i'm not saying that you know uh, it's perfect <laughs> everything nothing is perfect in this world but in spite of all of that yeah i wouldn't trade it for anything with for whatever disagreements may be there uh whether people whether you know whether i tend to uh, have arguments every now and then which family does it right yeah, and exactly. i i i say family very strongly because that's how much we look out for each other like literally and yeah it's just it's just been a it's just been a uh, all it's just been a blessing more than a privilege i'll call it a blessing to be associated with something like the west block blues because forget the fact that we are forget the fact that we are the envy of the country and i'm going to i'm going to put that on a very very uh, tall strong claim uh, no what's the word pedestal yes i'm going to put that on a very very tall and strong pedestal that we are the envy of the country but more than being the envy of the country we're a family that you know likes uh, likes being around each other and likes doing stuff together that's why we even have uh this thing called the eddies i don't know if i've ever mentioned it but i think you have so, or i've seen it on yeah. uh on yeah. social media definitely yeah. that that so, sounds that sounds insane <laughs> yeah for people who are listening in basically the eddies is our concept of the oscars where it's just a reason to go you know go and have a good time with with each other like we have banter about we have serious about like our idea of what goal of the season match of the match day of the season at the trust be bad to moments of the season and we even banter each other on match uh, on the on that uh, what's it called during the event it's not like we just it's not like we spare each other so it's all good vibes it's all fun and it's unique so nice when you do stuff like this with people who want to do stuff like this and people who want to spend time with each other and look out for each other as well nothing like it right oh yeah That's, definitely not and i I'm, I'm, i'm definitely going to plug in the fact that hashtag nothing like it is bfc's hashtag for the season enough <laughs> Yeah that is the sort of heartwarming story we'd love to end this particular episode on um I I wish we could say and they lived happily ever after and never see each other again but I I want to sort of me I want to have that the next conversation and the next and the next and I'm sure we'll have that in um uh, if not for this series we definitely have the other series where we'd love to have you on there um and yeah talking about west block blues uh you know hopefully my next trip there can probably make it for a game or so i don't know how 
easy it's going to get it's going to be to get tickets for the bengaluru games but um you got yeah. the contact so you don't need to worry about that yeah exactly yeah i'm, I'm there in december uh december there's a couple of games yeah there's you know the one i think the day that i arrive that evening i think you're playing jamshedpur so maybe if i have nothing else on that day maybe we we'll figure something out yeah, yeah we'll, we'll figure things out otherwise people will just think we're going to be talking about how to get you tickets for the match day <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah um but yeah we'll, we'll definitely figure that but i guess that's uh, as good a time as any to call it a day thank you vijay for coming on to this podcast and it was it was a pleasure having you on here listening to you you know talking with you just everything apart from football i know the last bit was about a little bit about football but it was more about family than it was anything to do with football but thank you for coming on here and giving your uh i mean just, yeah just having a nice friendly chat um like i said i wish we could do that could do this in person soon uh, sooner than later and yeah i can't wait to host you now for our proper podcast series uh, soon thanks for having me tadi it was it was a pleasure for my end as well like it was it was unfiltered and you know i just felt like it was it was probably a nice change because i mean we've always spoken about football so it was a pleasant change to do to talk about things which aren't football as such aren't football, you know yeah. let's talk aside <laughs> exactly yeah i think That, yeah that's the whole point i mean we we generally talk to each other or yeah through the podcast i've made friends or have made contacts where i talk to people with stuff that's not about football and i thought let that also be for the audience who want to probably know a little bit more about people who might like i said find things that are common where they didn't think they might or you know you find some someone who is someone like oh, you listen or hears or watch someone who is like you um and you know you relate more to that and yeah it, it's just about a general fun chat and yeah i'm glad you could be a part of season 1 because also i wanted you have you as part of season 1 because of the role that you played in the podcast and also I mean apart from your other stuff like you've done other stuff and I've, yeah, I like sorry to burn the bridge right now but there are tons of people who have done similar sort of other stuff as well but the reason I wanted you have you so early on in season 1 is because of how you how much you meant for this podcast uh, as well being such a early uh, participant in in the podcast and you know how you helped shaped it and yeah uh, I thank you for all of that and like i said can't wait to host you in the near future for our proper football talk absolutely and you know you you're welcome most welcome like it's a, it's a it's just a small thing i thought you know it could help and i mean twitter twitter was probably a double edged sword but you know there was a big boost also yeah glad i could help in any capacity and you know for i just like to leave one small message for anyone who's you know, struggling in general uh this is this is the uh, mantra that i follow one step at a time one day at a time that's the best way to deal with every with a with a shitty run of uh, days or a bad patch basically and obviously also the best way to you know not reach uh, a in a a place where you know where you're at a high then and a sudden crash down happens which you know becomes as bad so take it one step at a time one day at a time and as i tell every monday keep up the good fight you will win it awesome and that's about it for episode number 2 of the dressing room series season 
I'm your host, Praddy, once again. You stay safe and see you.